This is Jonah Hill, and you're listening to the only podcast that matters. Bastin back, Bastin back. All these men's wear motherfuckers saying Bastin back. Throw gang, we are joined by the shirting shaman, the drainer Don Dada, short king but the money long. He must be Swedish how y'all say on his meat and balls. The New Haven head honcho, king of the campus. Yeah, he's a CD. CD's nuts. Stove on the stove cooking with gas because my man's got the full range. The future of men's wear because he serves the best. The sultan of snooze. He puts the navy in Scandinavia. How he's printing all these blue faces. Creative director of Gantt, Christopher Bastin. Chris. How the hell are you? I'm good. What a welcome. Thanks, you guys. American hospitality at its finest. Yeah. That's awesome. What a what a welcome. That's how they welcome all immigrants at Ellis Island. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Like Bernard Gantmacher back yeah. in 1907. Exactly. Oh, you're already on your shit. Okay. Yeah. Well, we just felt like we had to repay. You gave us such amazing hospitality. Oh, my God. When we were in Stockholm with the Stockholm homies that now that you're in Brooklyn with the white podcasters, <laughs> we, we have to repay you, dude. How are you? I'm good. It's good to see you guys again. Jet-like, it's great to see you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I came in yesterday and I, you know, I had a good couple of hours of sleep, so I'm good. The stress wasn't getting to you? Nah, I mean, I'm too old to get stressed. Yeah. Yeah. Too blessed to be stressed, man. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, listen, dude, we're so Thank happy to coming have you. through. Yeah, this is- To I White think, Brooklyn. I think this is what, this is one that people were waiting for. They want to hear from you. They're like, where has this guy been? What's he been up to? And we're going to unpack all of it over the course of two insane Four hours. Four and a half say. hours. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Tell the Gantt team to hold their shit. <laughs> <laughs> they already, they were like- They are? They're fucking- How nervous, how nervous, <laughs> how nervous is Gantt PR? They're pretty nervous. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. fuck them. No. Just kidding. Yeah. Sorry. We <laughs> now you sound like me, dude. I put my fucking. No, and we're off to a great start. <laughs> yeah. uh, Christopher. Chris. Stove. 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 The fucking boy. This is what we want to do real quick. Little fit check. Obviously, you're here repping Gant, but I know you brought some other spicy garms. Um, we want to do a fit check where you're going to walk us in the audience at home through the totality of your fit today. The choice for you, sir. Do you want to start top down? Or do you bottom, up. bottom up. Okay, bottom up. You're, you're prepared. Okay. What were the kicks today? They looked a little uh, I mean, I'm not a big sneaker head, um, but so I was like, trying, I, thank you. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're looking for like, Can't, can't even wear my shoes thank indoors. Respect my culture. Yeah. Um, so they're Adidas high tops cent- centennials. I think they're called. Damn, they sound mad old. Yeah. I know. <laughs> what I do you know. normally? What's normally on the feets? If you're um, three strike. I life. mean, I no, but I wear sneakers all the time. But it's also, I mean, I wore Jesus for like five years. But I can't say that on this pod because people will hate on me for wearing Jesus. Mm. But uh, okay, wait. But Jesus. they were Jesus. Yeah, I guess why Swedish? Why is a J? Right? Yeah, right. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. I was wearing Jesus for five. Wait, what? What, <laughs> no, Yeezys, what Yeezys did you wear? But it's uh, no, I, and it's like they were just like so comfy, and I, I actually used them to run in to okay. exercise in and stuff like what that. Yeezys. And, what Yeezys were you wearing? Yeah, like three um, fifties. Yeah. Okay. Damn. All right. A bunch of like, I think I had like. So 10. you are an Adidas guy then at heart, apparently. I guess a lot of <sighs> Europeans are, right? Yeah. I don't know. It's like uh, because I, I was wearing, uh, you know, like everybody else, I was wearing like Converse when I was a kid and stuff right. like that, but. Were you a big tree torn guy? Because tree torn for me is like that's the natural were, sneaker, yeah, right? But they the were nylite. they were never they were never like big in Sweden after was the, an Andre three thousand thing. Yeah, right. I mean they had they had the shop 
in Soho somewhere for a while, I think. I think. Yeah. And, and, but I mean, my dad was wearing, you know, tree torn when, you know, he grew so up. So it's a the, generational thing. Yeah, I think so. They and never, now we're on to G's. He's, G's. Uh, I said like an Italian guy. <laughs> is, uh, is Alex Arigato, is he Swedish? Is that Prince Swedish? Yeah, I think he's from. Is that a real guy? I think, no, I don't think. It's just like a brand name. I think, he, I think. They're from Gothenburg, oh, okay. right? Yeah. yeah, but they've made a big half fashion. dominatrix, Figures. half Japanese dude. Uh, <laughs> Axel Origato yeah. figures. No, okay. Ax, Axel Origato. Yeah. What Small did you say? Oh, 80s, 80s. You fuck with 80s? Is that how you pronounce yeah, it? Yeah, 80s is great. Yeah. yeah. Big fat Fire. souls. Yeah. I mean, I'm too old for 80s. Are you? You yeah. could use a little bit nah, of the hype, dude. You know, my no wife offense. always like, when I try to pull off like the fashion, fashion stuff, she's just like, <laughs> Shut know, the come on. Speaking get of, back in the kitchen. Yeah, get back in the kitchen. Speaking of your your classic steez, let's get back to the fit. What are the socks? Um, don't know the brand. They're these uh, wonderful, non-branded kind of black cotton lyocell bamboo thing they're oh. like smooth. Easy like, breezy. Smooth. <laughs> also, thanks to the wives. Thanks, Cam. Oh, you're like, you let your wife, the one thing you're like, no, nah, it's like socks and underwear. Yeah, no, not underwear, but she'll, she'll buy me <laughs> yeah. socks when I start stealing hers. It's like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> you stealing your wife's socks, bro. I mean, he's whatever. a busy guy. He whatever, whatever works on my socks. feet. Yeah. Okay. Whatever works. Um, the black jeans today. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of. You're under Johnny Cash shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I started wearing like all black a couple, like six, seven years ago. Cause I was like, like, I'm a designer, creative director. No, I think it was more me being like fed up with wearing color because I spend all my days figuring out what everybody else is going to wear all the time and, Uh, you know, color and patterns and, no, so again, like bra- from from being creative director of the brand and being like, all right, what are the hot colors? You have brain exhaustion when it comes to like palette. I think it was also like I spent so much time on you know my own style for a while, okay. and I just I got like really bored with myself, and I was also Is that Swedish melancholy. Yeah, mm, nah, I'm not a melancholic guy. I'm a happy guy, but but it's also like <laughs> you know all day. You know, I'd, I'd be on to like what colors are coming. You know, yeah. we're a preppy, colorful brand, so uh, I was just like fucking, and I threw all like throughout all my stuff, and I just like went threw and, it out. Nah, I gave it away okay, to my like kid brothers yeah, and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> this isn't gotcha drive. Um, oh yeah, we do have to add, we have some questions about your, your brother. Wait, uh, <laughs> and also with kids, it hides the stains well. And as a cooksman, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's also like, uh, I've always thought that when you're on set, like the coolest people on set are always like the photo assistants. They're right. always like decked out in black and like look really cool. And there's something very easy about like waking up every morning and just go to my wardrobe and like, it's like the uniform you know, mentality, right? Yeah. So well, I just like, let's try this for a while. I'm, I'm starting to get, you know, a little bit interested in wearing color again. Ooh, welcome back. To the uh, thank you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll see. What's what your black brand of choice? Black. So black the, so, so the good th- brand of choice. So the good thing is that, um, I kind of, Restrain my, the only kind of thing I have is that I only wear clothes from brands where I do work or have worked. Oh, interesting. That's so, what you're a loyal or I, guy. Or I That's try. Like a crazy flex, by the way. Or I, <laughs> or I try to. I think it's fun, you so know. By so by that, these would be framed. Yeah, denim, so I these imagine? are, these are frame, uh, frame denim. Um, and underwear is organics from H&M because it's okay. also like. Swedish. Uh, Swedish, mm-hmm. uh, but also like a good solid black trunk um does h&m make good undies 
Yeah, their organic stuff is pretty good, actually. Okay. So and uh, nothing man-made touches the cock and balls. It's all just made on <coughs> all natural stuff. Yeah, it's all natural stuff around the balls. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, so, and then this beautiful leather piece that I have. Is this your most is, worn piece? I feel like when so you were in Sweden, we yeah, saw it pop I, up. I actually, I actually have two you. of them. Um, oh, cool. You'll um, get one, bro. This is a leather you didn't get one yet? overshirt. No, not yet. From Gantt. This is sick. Yeah, so this is. Uh, this, this is from your brain? Did you do, this is a, a I mean, Chris this design? is from a collection that I worked on that came out last fall. Nice. Um, and then what else? Then I had to stop by what my- What about the shirt underneath? Yeah. Hold on. Oh, this is also organic H&M. Oh, I nice. Like they're kind of Damn, relaxed. We in. might be sleeping. I, I feel like when we think of basics, we would like gravitate towards Uniqlo or Muji, but H&M. Yeah, I mean, it's Those also kids like- are working overtime, bro. It's also like where, you know, it's where I started my career. And I think that- Oh, really? I didn't know that. Um, they- I, I don't, I don't shop clothes that much. So I kind of find basics that I like and I just stick with that for. Is H&M in Sweden like a, do people, is like a hometown hero? Like people like it because it is a local, a local fucking business? Yes and local no, phenomenon. I think. I mean, they, they changed the game back when they did the Karl Lagerfeld collaborations sure. and started all that stuff. Um, and they were Versace. so early yeah. with, with that yeah. stuff. Um but of course, I mean, it's, it's, it's sometimes tricky to be your kind of hometown here as well, but everybody has like huge respect for H&M. That's interesting. I guess yeah. their reputation is a bit different here in the States, but yeah, I mean, no one's denying like changing the fast fashion collab game, but no, they no. are killing the planet. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> who isn't? I mean, yeah, at this yeah. point. <laughs> Let's get into that later Take on. Take a number. Yeah. What, uh, what's this black piece you picked up from our boy, Antonio? Antonio from 18 East. Yeah. So I haven't been to the shop before. Uh, I haven't had Just down the street time. from you. Yeah, exactly. We're like neighbors uh, down on Elizabeth Street. So 18 East, uh, good solid black shell jacket from 18 East. You, uh, you had to buy that because yeah. you're cold in New York. You, you come from Stockholm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, no, but it was the like Arctic Circle, and you're yeah, cold here. I wasn't expecting it, so I didn't pack anything basically. <laughs> and uh, so that's not a brand I've worked for, obviously. But right, know, supporting I, a homie. Yeah, I worked with Antonio. Antonio. Was was. Um, but when you go back to Sweden, you're going to toss something garbage because it's not a brand new. Yeah, <laughs> nah, it's awesome. Give it to your brother. He has so much good stuff in that store. He really um, does. Shout out Antonio. And uh, I worked with Antonio. He was assisting Michael Bastian mm -hmm. when he did his own line with Gantt. So I'm super. So happy it kind of counts it. a little bit. There's a there's a connective. There's through a line, personal DNA. connect. Yeah, yeah of there's course. a personal connect. And then NN07, oh, the right. Danish brand that I worked with, uh, on top of everything, like this green kind of fishtail coat. Yeah, it's like parka. It's nice with no hoodie, and then yeah. it's got a, this like detachable wool lining inside. Nice. It, so it's like so good for uh, fucking Arctic New York. Yeah, it was chill. really nice. Like yesterday, you came. Well, I guess you were here yesterday, but yeah, it's been. No, it was like wet. yesterday. We were sitting outside having dinner at Cipriani's downtown, and it's like, you know, what do you think? What was, yeah. uh, what's the, what's the report? It's always good. Yeah, I love. I love that. You're place. like this cake changed my fucking life, bro. Uh, it's like I'm. I'm. It's also like I'm too old to try out new places. Right, so right. Like, Somewhere cool. So yeah. you're like, I'll go to Cipriani. It's like, I love the scene. It's you always like, like these like rich kids inviting their first dates there and like spending <laughs> $400 on a pasta. And it's like, nice no, to get a blowjob. Yeah, yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's a good, it's a, whatever it takes, dude. What's, uh, yeah. what's the timepiece? Uh, this is an old Rolex from the same year that I was born. So oh, wow. Submariner from 73. Beautiful. Um, um, no bezel, completely gone. No, it's like Brando did it. So I actually banged it against. Uh, oh, it popped off? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I wear it all the time. I'm not very. That is a bit of a, it's a, it is the apocalypse now fucking style. <laughs> it is weird though. It's like, I should be more careful about the watches <laughs> that I'm wearing, but. I wear but that's no like, fun. Don't no, wear it. Like, Fuck uh, it. Yeah. Now it's now it's a little bit like the the whole bezel is gone and like the the glass is broken and stuff like that. But yeah. it's like is it's that me. the only, uh, and the wedding ring. 
Huh? The wedding ring? Is that the only other hardware? Yeah, that's the only other hardware. The clean, mean. Ring, like clean, clean, red, gold, mean, not yeah. green. Designing machine. All right, and you are sipping on Greenpoint's finest. And what are you chewing on? The or what are you sucking on? Snooze. Talk about the caliber. The, 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 the nicotine. Cal. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like, yes. What's the milligram? I have no clue. Probably. You look like a 40 guy. Maybe 60. You love these things, dude. I don't know what it is. Like, you go through, what, like, two of these a day? <laughs> two nah, It's like one and a half. One and a half. All right. Yeah, I but mean, it could be worse. It could it's be. Good. They're good for you. I yeah. mean, you don't you don't get they, cancer from it, and it's like they power uh, your brain yeah. and your I fingers. Mean, yeah, you gotta you gotta have some vice, right? It's <laughs> yeah, like, absolutely. <laughs> All right, fit check, right, fit check, drink check, complete. Snooze check, complete. Stove. Let's get into the meat and potatoes of the podcast. For the people at home, did you really DM Blade to be in a Gantt campaign? <laughs> is that how he popped up? Yeah, in is, head to toe Gantt. Yeah, well, yeah this can is you weird. just tell us that story? No, it's weird. Um, my my oldest daughter Clara, she's uh, she's turning twenty two, so it was like she a, a year and a half ago. I mean, she drain her. She she DM'd me on Insta. She texted me. It's like, dude, dad. It's like, what's going on? Blade is wearing Gan on his Instagram. And I'm like, what's Blade? Like, wait a second. I was like, he's and, in jail, no? And then she she said, I like from Drain Gang. And I then I remember seeing Drain Gang was on the cover of Scandinavian Man, this magazine. Um, <laughs> so I was you. like, so I, I like checked him out. It's like this weird, like this emo trap thing that yeah. I'm like hyper pop. Yeah. So it was like fun. So I, I, I DM'd him and it's like, Hey dude, I'm from personal or from Gant? No, from Gant. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. From mine. Personal. Okay. Yeah. I don't have access to her. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. That's a safety. <laughs> that was the one, uh, the, when they're like, look, you can come back, but you don't get access <laughs> right. to the IG. No, <laughs> Hands that, off. Dude. That would be horrible. Um, <laughs> As I DM'd him and it's like, hey, you know. Literally, how do you do fellow kids? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like weird. How do you do blood, eh? I was, I was just like, were you being ironic when you were wearing mm-hmm. Gan or like, do you, fuck with you it? actually fuck with it? And he was like, no, I, you know, I love Gan. You know, when I grew up, I was like, grow up, you're, you're like <laughs> 17. Nobody's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. But he, and he was super cool about it. And he said like, when he grew up, when he was a teenager in, in the suburbs of Stockholm, where he grew up, every, you know. <laughs> Exactly. So, you know, he really wanted to wear Gantt and stuff like, like that. Like it was so, aspirational? Yeah. Um, so once he got some fucking paper. No, I just asked him, like, do you want to do something? And he was like, sure, why not? And that's this was like before he did the lookbook for Mark Jacobs Haven and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, okay. and but the, did it first. but the funny thing is that when I sent it over to our PR team, they were like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> oh, like, you just, no, no, you no. just did it? Or you were like, I mean, request. it's like, I, I spoke to him and then uh, I spoke to his manager, Emilio, and they're like, it's so cool. They're like 27 year old and they run their own le- record label. Yeah. They do all their merch. They do all their tour planning. They run a like small empire from mm-hmm. a, you know, little space in, in South of Stockholm. And, and I was just like, you know, you can do whatever, if you want to make a space suit, do a space <laughs> suit. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, no, let's do suit? some, <laughs> yeah. let's do some like logo hoodies. Right. Right. Okay. The kind of stuff that he like wanted to wear. Right, exactly. So we he just put a spin on that and did like neon colors. His dad was a firefighter, I think. So he was like, you know, reminiscing over these like neons and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And he's like such a creative guy. Yeah. Um so was it, and was it, it was like a handshake deal. I was like, let's do this. Amazing. You know, here's you know, a couple of thousand as a you know, creative fee. Um, and we didn't even mention it in our own channels until it was released, I think. Because I, I to me it would be interesting to do a collab that is like so 
off brand in Absolutely. a way, but we had this like personal connection. Yeah, yeah. With I didn't the realize brand. it was a collaboration. I just thought he like was in was a like campaign. No, it's like we we did this little thing together and kind of co-designed it. And I just let well. him let loose, like let it rip, do yeah. whatever you want. Hence the space. And <laughs> how did it sell? And it sold out in like four minutes. Amazing. Um, and it only sold on his channel. We the trainer difference. Yeah, mm. we didn't. It, and like the Reddit thread on that stuff is yeah. like bananas. That's sick. Did you see and any uh, correlating bump in like Gantt, like interest or like search? I actually, Instagram I, followers. Pro- no, pro- I mean, it was probably the most engaged post we've ever posted and it was like drain heads like <laughs> but it was cool more right? than the throwing fits uh can archive i don't know shop. that's probably going to be the most like Finger, fingers ever. crossed dude. um but it was interesting to two liters do something and TF. not talk about it at all and just let it yeah, drop in, it in yeah and yeah. let it drop in his channels and then see what happens so now that it's out and it was a fucking hit and it sold out are you officially the oldest drainer in the world probably yeah, <laughs> yeah. is there gonna be uh is there gonna be any more to come from that relationship i know we we spoke about it i think he's got so much going on uh with all his other stuff uh i'm also like i don't like repeating myself i think mm. the only thing we did twice so far was the Diema drop oh, sure. uh, with some new colorways. Can't, um, do, can't do much better than that. Let's be real. But Wrangler it's well. um, uh, Wrangler. Wrangler. That was a one-off, but that was fun. Yeah. Um, but it's also like doing collabs with Gan is also like, I think each, each one of them have been like passion projects. Sure. It's not been commercially driven. We didn't expect to sell anything and stuff like that. So it's more like how for do we- For the culture. For the culture. Yes. Do, you have a, do you have a dream brand or- thing that you would want to collaborate with or a person, oh, brand ambassador. Uh, there's like so many of them. What's the most uh, manifest? Yeah, hit us with some names, dude. I'm curious because we're, we're talking about from Wrangler to TF to Drang Gang. Like, so there's a big range. So but it's, yeah, but I mean, it's also this. depends. I mean, doing stuff together with you guys is like awesome and super fun. Thank you. Uh, and then, you know, there's brands that I think are like super interesting. Who's like doing their thing with American sports where I think there needs to be a, uh, either that needs to be like a, a connect like mm-hmm. working together with Wrangler, which was like super connected, even though you wouldn't think it, you know, at first, but you know, they kind of started on the blue color side of American sports where American and, West and the American East, baby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that was a good clash. And then, you know, I, I really admire people like Teddy Santis with Amy Ligondor. Shout out, shout out Teddy. Um, Your new neighbor. The boss. Exactly. Well, um, two yeah. Mulberry madmen. Yeah. But then that like a collab like that, that would be fun, but it also wouldn't really make sense because we're, kind of essentially doing the same, the same product. So right. there's like no clash there. But mm. on the other hand, if you could find like a dynamic that would work, I think it would be, I would fucking love it. So you always, need a, you always need a tension or like a difference where you guys can like come, somehow meet in the middle. It's not going to be like just slapping two logos together. I don't think that that's very interesting. I think there's Correct. an abundance of that mm. out there. Uh, so yeah, I'd the rather- The world doesn't need more of that, right? I think it's, it's also like what we're doing now is we're kind of collaborating with ourselves doing this like mm. little capsule- collection for playing with yourself top, top <laughs> tier yeah. Lawrence Poughkeepsie uh, that's, that's my safe word. that's <laughs> my safety word yeah, quick turnaround on this uh, one boys Bucks of Tony Phil okay title um, options playing with yourself <laughs> um that's okay though Gant's touching himself um, um okay well besides us and Blade do who else is your dream Gant ambassador not like collaborator but like who do you want like really repping Gant the Gant mentality the I Gant face I think there's there's some re- I, there's I discovered this guy in LA like a couple of months ago. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Albert. I don't, I don't remember. Oh, Edgy Albert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out fucking Albie, dude. He, he, he also went to school in Poughkeepsie. 
He did. See, there it is, bro. Shout out to Albert, like the center of the see, world. There's the fucking, there's the tension. There's a the collision right there. Yeah. So he's been on TikTok and IG, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I, um, he's I a handsome know. man. I, Shout out You know where I found him? I read this. You guys were in this article yeah. somewhere. The New York Times, who's the yeah. coolest and, guy in LA? Yeah. And some, oh. somebody else mentioned yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, this is interesting. So I looked him up. Put you in touch. Yeah, uh, for, not no, right. no, where, where I, I hit him up on with, on Insta yeah. DM. Thanks yeah. for not coming to the event, Albert. And <laughs> a similar similar vibe, like with like the lead. No, but he's lettuce. just like he's uh he's got a really good style. Yeah, well, um, you know, he's hot. Like it doesn't. Yeah, hurt. he's and like he's smoking hot. Yeah. He's smoking hot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I, but but that's the fun thing as well to just like reach out to people. It's like, dude, I love your style. Right. You know, I'll. Do you want me to send you some stuff? Like, if you want to wear it, wear it. If what you want to ask for, what do you ask for? Um, pretty basic stuff. Oh yeah, really? yeah. in sort price high I, to low. I, <laughs> like I, us, we're like, all right, go to the right. leathers. Yeah. You were like looking at the wine list and going, yeah, oh, yeah. all the way down. It's like, I want. What's that. the outerwear? Yeah. What's the outer? What's the leather pieces? Yeah. Exactly. No, he was really cool. So I, I, you know, we just sent him some stuff. But I think it's it's a really nice way to work with people that you kind of admire from a personal style. Sure. Um, that's the real shit. That's yeah. the common, like that's the, that, that's the foundational thing. It's like, how does this person wear clothes in their own way? That, yeah. But that I mean, it can make any brand look good. right. Yeah, exactly. So I don't really have, and then there's like, you know, uh, I wouldn't hate if, you know, Margot Robbie would wear, you know, <laughs> something from yeah. us. But Margot, if you're listening. <laughs> I can't imagine why not. But it's, yeah. uh, but Check I think out it, your DM requests. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or ignore them. Um, <laughs> no, but I think it's, I think it's more. It's also like we don't have the marketing budgets to pay, you know, an A-lister, right? And I, I don't, I wouldn't want to right. in a way. That's like a watch brand thing or like a big fashion house. Yeah, thing. I feel like I mean, also if it's somebody like wears something, it's kind of like it's like, oh, fucking that guy's wearing it. Like, does that yeah. mean it's cool? Probably not. No, it's like I think it's more you you find people that you connect with and you kind of build that relationship, yeah. and if they like it, they'll yeah. wear it. And I want to talk about the most important relationship in your life, which is your relationship with Gant. So this is actually round two of Christopher Bassin at Gant, right? You started in 05, and then I think you went until 2012, and then you returned in summer 2022. Is that right? No. Summer 21? <laughs> no. How long have you been there? No, I, I, I started in 2005, and I left in 15 or 16. Okay. okay. And then I came back. Late late nineteen, yeah, twenty twelve. That was when I left Gant. Rogeran became got it. Yeah, head honcho. What is different about Bassinet Gant round two from Bassinet Gant round one? And obviously, it's like very early. But in your heart of hearts, like, what do you hope to accomplish? Maybe this time around, now that you're like a bit more wizened, a bit more, you understand the fucking mechanisms of the building. Right. Now, I think it's for me, I think it was really good for me to leave Gan. I'd yeah. been there for 11 years and I did, you know, yeah, everything the there. And it was like really, a really fantastic time. Um, but it was also really good for me because you get a little bit like we call it home blind in Swedish, but you get a little bit like, you I know, like that home blind. yeah. Um, What's that mean? Like, you're, like No, you but you get blind because you're like so kind of, you know, on your own vapors. Right. Here. No, but it's like you get you get a little bit too. High um, supply. Right. Okay. Yeah. And you stop seeing Sniffing things. Sniffing those shirts. No, but you start, you stop seeing things from different perspectives mm. and stuff like that. Start so, sucking on your own caliber. Sucking on your own teeth. <laughs> right. So uh, it was really good for me to get out there. And also I, 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 I think I always felt that I wasn't done with Gantt. Right. Um, but you need like to stay at the reset button. Yeah. And you're proud so. of what you did, right? No, clear. super proud. Yeah. And I think we, we made a hell of a journey. And then I think when I came back four years later, uh, after freelancing for a number of brands, uh, I came back to a company Stronger. that was 
so much better mm-hmm. in many ways, uh, structure wise, oh, inside data. Except for the kitchen, the kitchen fucking sucks. Yeah, you're like, I need, yeah, a, uh, I need a new kitchen. Put it in the contract. But it's, um, <laughs> but it's, but it's interesting. And I think also with working for a lot, of, a lot of other brands who do things differently, who are more like startups and stuff like that, you kind of get a very different perspective. Like, this sucks. On, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, what brand was what the fuck did I do? Yeah. And, I regret everything. And but I think the good thing was coming mistake. back to also a CEO that. You know, gave me a carte blanche and I like, because Hence I- the new kitchen. <laughs> the, new ki- the kitchen was actually in place when I left. Oh, right. I think you're right. So that was, uh, that was Bastin 1. That was Bastin 1. Season, Bastin season 1. Yeah. That was the last thing you did on your way out the door. We yeah, a new kitchen up this bitch. Um, so I- I, I but Christopher, this kitchen cost $8 million. Yeah, Get the fuck out of here. Sell shirts. <laughs> yeah. uh, so coming back, I knew that I didn't want to have a lot of staff reporting in to me and like, you know, it's very time consuming and stuff You didn't like want to manage like, people. You just wanted to like focus on the yeah, product. Yeah, it's like you can be- you can be a, a like a manager and a boss, or you can be like I'm. I'm. I think I'm more of a creative leader in that sense, yeah. uh, and I really want to focus. You know what I'm good at, which like conceptualizing and designing and stuff like Would that. Would you say so, that's like your ultimate strong suit as a creative director is like the concept design, as they call it in the industry, like building then, out that vision, like in mood boarding and all that stuff. Or? Right. And getting like, um, I think it's really tricky for brands that doesn't have a personality and kind of evoke emotions with mm. people. So I think we, I think we lost our soul. That's not just because I was gone. I mean, I, I'm not going to blow sunshine up my own ass, but I think we lost our soul a little bit. And I think nobody was really there to kind of safeguard our heritage and legacy sure. and, you know, the, the kind of roots that we have. So I think when I came back, um, the door was kind of wide open to kind of bring us back on track. And I think there was a, there was like zero resistance. Uh, There was a lot of new people in the organization that was like really pumped to get this going. Um, Like the design. There's definitely energy in the building. Yeah. No, I think. And it was awesome to to see it firsthand too. No. And it was like, we got so much talented people, like everything from like the design department to our marketing, our PR, like everything is in place. Um, finance in, is in place and, you know, with our owners from MF brand, they're like the best partner. Um, so with that, I kind of like the first year I only focused on collabs and brand projects and stuff like that. So I wasn't DMing kind of, yeah, yeah, exactly. DM, DMing, DMing people. Yeah, it's been blue. 17 weeks. Blade's <laughs> going to check this any minute now. Check, check. Um, all right, forget, forget right. sales, forget the marketing. Forget all the teams, legal and everyone that are in the building that are all tuned in right now, hoping you don't say anything <laughs> weird, too weird. How, <laughs> will you, how will you personally judge whether 2023 is successful for Gantt? Uh, is it dollar God, signs was, or is it I, like the, no, the intangibles? I, think, I mean, we're doing great. I mean, as a brand, we're doing fantastic. I think, you know, or I don't think I know that 21 was a record year in our 75 year history. Fire. 22 was Flex. even better. Flex. Uh, 23 is going to be a great year as well. So, I mean, so numbers, the numbers, the, the money's there. The yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the numbers are definitely there and we're, we're, you know, we're killing it. But I think it's also for me, you know, it's great that, you know, business is great, but it's also like brand awareness. We're also such a different brand in different markets. So I think it's getting a little bit more coherent, getting, getting the brand perception a little bit more aligned between the markets, getting back into the US it, for me is like a, a, a big passion project since we kind of left our US business during the pandemic and when they closed down Gantt Rugger and all that stuff. So getting back onto the US radar, which is not easy, um, that is something that we're 
working on right now, yeah. opening up the mobile. What's space the what's the, like like what's the single scariest thing about relaunching in the U.S.? Uh, nothing is scary about it. It's like you're too blessed you know, to stressed, but you know, <laughs> yeah, too old to get stressed. But it's no, but it's also like you you just got to realize that it will take time. And again, it's not with, an overnight thing, even if no, you have I mean, it's right. On the ones I mean, and twos. But stuff like this, you know, working with old pals and, you know, getting the, the, the people that we love and respect on the market here, yeah. just like starting slow and connecting with grassroots and all that stuff. Um, I wouldn't want to, I mean, to break through the U S noise, you'd need like a hundred million dollars over two <laughs> right. years to even like make it, make it. Noise I'll get paid hundred million dollars. Uh, yeah, we'll <laughs> get there. We'll get there. Well, it, maybe in Kroner. Yeah. <laughs> so then here's the hundred. Which is million. like four dollars. <laughs> yeah. So then here's the hundred million dollar question. Like, in your you know honest opinion, is like America ready for Gantt to come back? I mean, obviously that Rugger moment, which James said was in what was like 2012, right? Yeah. Basically, like that was a thing, and it was you know insular to some degree, but yeah. it was impactful at least I think to like guys like us and guys that listen to the show. But like in 2023. You know, is America ready for Gant to come back? In your in your opinion, your I mean, opinion. things. I mean, it's a different market out there. Uh, it's a whole different world. I mean, when when Gant Rugger, you know, when we launched Gant Rugger here back in two thousand and ten and started opening up on stores and stuff like that, it was a different world. There yeah. was like Instagram was barely there. Uh, things that filters move. on IG at that point were crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like <laughs> more sepia. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, so I think it was easier back then, uh, to kind of make a splash. It right. was also very different because you knew that it's going to be like outdoorsy for two right. years. And yeah. then, wait a minute, there's something happening. Okay. It's going to be pity for two years. Yeah. So things were kind of like, you could you read know, the tea leaves quite yeah, easily. You could kind of stick your finger out there and kind of feel the side guys in Get a different Tumblr way. for 10 minutes and figure it out. I was <laughs> like, who's this sartorial inclined? Yeah. yeah what, what, a dumb, what a bad no, fucking what a dumbass. <laughs> um, but it's, but so the, the challenge is definitely, differently it's definitely different. Um, but it's also like things haven't changed that much. Mm -hmm. It's more like people are a little bit more anxious and like what's new, what's cool. But it's also like the stuff that we do, honestly, it's just like good fucking stuff that Boom. most guys and girls would want to wear if you're into I mean, the value American prop, sports. The value prop again, besides just like the outstanding, like whether it's a leather Western or like the fucking flight jacket or like Lawrence's big fuck you uh, coat is like, it can plug your, it can plug any hole in your wardrobe, yeah. no matter what your style is, whether you are like a fucking menswear guy or like a dirt bag guy. Like if you need a good <laughs> shirt or good jeans, like Gant's got you. Yeah. And, and that's think, not me fucking getting paid to say that. That's truly no, what it is. No, but it's also like, I think today, especially, I mean, we're, we're an American sportswear brand. We do kind of collegiate driven American sportswear. You guys sportswear. invented half of the shit to begin with. Yeah. Well, a <laughs> locker loop uh, and some other stuff, but no, yeah, but it, and, yeah. and it, it, a kind of, it kind of comes back to <laughs> the big difference today is that silhouette changes quicker. Um, so we're going to focus on staying really relevant when it comes to fabrications, manufacturing, you know, getting really, really good quality pieces out there at value for money. Oh God, I sound like such a sales guy. No, but that's, <laughs> but, but it's, it's important also, because like, we didn't even really know until we were like in the showroom and we're like seeing the new stuff and we're like, like literally it's like a eureka moment. We're like, holy fuck, this is like what we've been looking for. This needs to be one of the dozen brands that I'm going to over and over again to like actually get new shit or like, oh, I need like, I need a fucking solid white Oxford button down. Like, yeah, yeah. Again. And it's like, I don't think it, it's also like it helps having our legacy and heritage because we have like 
there's a lot to talk about and it's for us to be relevant on the US market. Either you're like the new kid in town, right? which we're not really. I think we've just been absent for such a long time that the took people that- Yeah, but it's also like- you're, And, you're, and when uh, we launched here- You took a gap year. Yeah. You're finding yourself. Exactly. But it's also, we really, I mean, what I think we did is we got our shit together and started focusing on what we're really, really good at. Mm -hmm. And then- you know, doing that in a relevant cut, I think is, and like getting back into business with like attention to detail and all this stuff. Absolutely. So what's, so like as an outsider, I mean, it's, it's funny cause it's an American brand, but it's, you know, headquartered in Sweden, yeah. um, has the American heritage, but as a, as a, as a Swede, as European, as someone that's like outside of America, what is the strangest thing about the U S menswear landscape to you? Like, cause you see it obviously every day through the portal of social media, through your homies and network here, but like what sticks out to you is just fucking odd. Yeah. Now that your boots on the ground too, there's a whole new perspective, right? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's probably the same in, in most countries is like the, the big cities, everything is kind of, you know, the same. Uh, you come here, it like, it's more of a hipster vibe than <laughs> in the city. And also like in New York, there's like, who's from New York? Like, yeah. you know, you're the exception, but he it's grew here. You flew here. Exactly. But, it, but it's, <laughs> and then, you know, you go two hours outside of town or you, you know, you hit North Carolina and it's like mm -hmm. a whole different story. Oh, so, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so it's a lot more I, flags, a <laughs> lot more flags. Um, but, but I don't think it's that different from, I mean, that kind of like European flair that I think we have that we try to inject into our collections as well. is also like, cause we're, you know, we were born in the U S but we were raised in Europe. So that kind of mm. gives us that different mentality. Um, you get a little bit like narrow minded being based in Stockholm sometimes. And we really need to like get out of there. And it was like tricky during the pandemic the when you couldn't blindness, travel. Yeah, no, exactly. The home <laughs> yeah. blindness. <laughs> Uh, but it's how, also like, how does really, manifest? How does being like stuck in Stockholm, like, uh, no, manifest? Be, no, because you, you try to keep track of everything. Like uh, it's too damn through. chic. Everything's too, <laughs> yeah, everything chic. Is too chic. Everyone looks like, too damn good. Yeah. But it's like, no, but it's like getting here. I mean, I've been to New York so many times right. now, but it's also like every time I get here, it's like the heart starts pumping. Mm. It's like, you know, just getting out there in the streets, especially like the early mornings and getting that, like. New York seeing those vibe. Yeah. yeah. And um, just like walking so here because loose. I no, but I was also like 30 minutes early to this thing. You're so I just around. walked around. Oh, and, nice. And uh, it's really, there was a game record store. There's a game record store in Williamsburg. Yeah. On a North I think, yeah, I think we had one, I think we had two. Really? Uh, at a Damn. time. Yeah, right. Holy shit. Not even including the one that was what in the West Village, right? Two? Yeah, we had two on Manhattan, two up here, one in LA, two in LA. Damn. Wow. One on Abbott Kinney. Yeah, your retail footprint. Rugger was a fucking movement, right? Are you designing for like the city American or for like guys that are. We wow, designed for Albert. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's, is he your muse right now? He is actually. What the fuck? I'm is. jealous, dude. What the fuck? He's too skinny. I need a we're, better we're mustache. Too, we're too fat. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah, too I fat. need to start working out. <laughs> all right. So you're making the foray. 2023 seems like it's all about Gantt making its initial foray into the US, knowing that it's going to be a long tail. It's not a fucking overnight mission. No. But one of the first, the tip of the spear, if you will, mm -hmm. is this throwing fits ex Gantt traveling archive concept that you guys are running throughout. Uh, the first half of this year. Can you just tell people what they can expect at the throwing fits Gantt iteration of this archive concept that's in town this weekend? Yeah. Apart from the insane video you guys did. Um, <laughs> yeah. who, who greenlit that, by the way? <laughs> Was that you? <laughs> yeah. 
I, I, I uh, was, how many people did you turn down before you came to us? You were the first. You were the oh, first really? guy. Oh, really? Wow. That's flattering. Damn, PR, no PR one, gave you that one locked and loaded. No one said no. No, 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 you were the first guys because, like, when we knew that we wanted to do this, it's also like. I've been building that archive since 2006. That's I the think. real pet project, passion project. Right. Of yeah. Yours. So yeah. when uh, when I came to Gan in the beginning as a shirt designer, I realized that we didn't have shirt a man. single piece in our archives that was from the uh, U.S. years, like 49 to 79, when we stopped production here. Um, I started, and I, you know, I'm a vintage nerd. I've been collecting vintage yeah. denim since You're I was like for sure. 19. Um, so I started building that archive piece by piece and now it's like thousands of pieces and ads and like weird uh, stuff. But, and I've been dreaming about like showcasing that archive to the public for a very long time. And then when I came back and we started thinking about, you know, getting back into the US and kind of telling that story and that part of Gantz history. And we started like playing with the idea of doing this and kind of curating a selected piece of the archive to show to the, to the public in this way. I think it's also like super important because I don't want to be the brand that takes ourselves too seriously. Sure. So we needed to do it like in a really kind of fun, you know, fuck you way. And, sure. you know, so bring in like, the clowns, yeah. bring in the clowns. For real, no, but it's also like, because you guys, <laughs> the goddamn carry a lot of menswear clout and stuff like that. But it's also like, you're, <laughs> eh. you're really talented. Uh, and I mean, I've Thank known, you. I've known you since like, forever so i was a, i was a wee baby in madras diapers yeah, he's a wee lad <laughs> um but it's uh so it, it only felt natural and I, you guys were actually the first Fuck you know yeah, dude. uh guys and so i said like let's get throwing fits on this and they were like i think who? it was the guy no i think <laughs> like, you the know what if it doesn't from, work out round two uh we have this to blackmail you <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> send you on your way out no but i think the guys from from radical the pr agency in, in paris they were like yeah yeah yeah, they're super oh, cool we're, yeah we're homies with it's uh, like do you think they would want to do it i'm like i know that he would, yeah. <laughs> they'll do it yeah they'll do it. they'll do anything for money <laughs> <laughs> and so but so it's kind of cool because i think that what people will get to see is like they'll get to see like the absolute gems from that archive yeah uh, curated in a really like cool way. It's beautiful in our That's new not little space. That's no, like a fun like, way to educate you know, yourself, yeah. you know? And I think any other brand who would have done this would have been like, so this shirt is from 1949. Yeah. Look the at history. these features. Yeah. And instead we have like you guys writing up yeah. weird copy <laughs> yeah. for it. So I think like, this is like, again, no bullshit, but as someone that wasn't necessarily that familiar, intimately familiar with Gantt, um, I walked away from like being in the archive for two days with like, oh shit, like the significance of this brand is like second to none. Yeah. And it is like crazy. And not only do, do you like understand, get an understanding of the history, but you then it makes you appreciate like the contemporary shit so much more. And the fact that like you do, you put, you put together this archive yeah. and it like informs the current shit. But how do you balance the historical pedigree of Gantt while still like being interesting to people that might be ignorant of that history and just want like fly shit? I mean, to me, it's also like it's, it's finding that balance between not becoming like a legacy and heritage brand. Right. Yeah. Because uh, we don't need to like shout from the top of the roof that we're, we're old. old. We've been around yeah. forever because nobody Saint really Filson, cares. brother. Yeah, nobody, <laughs> nobody really cares. I, I love brands no with does. a pedigree and with a, with a legacy. I think yeah, that's really cool. No, sure. Uh, but then, you know, when you talk to people about Abercrombie and Fitch, for instance, mm -hmm. nobody has a clue that they started like right. 1834. You could buy guns and like, you know, yeah. you could buy like elephants, at, you know. <laughs> Abercrombie and Tusk. Um, so, but I think it's important for people to, to understand where we're coming from. 
mm-hmm. but then nobody really cares. So I think it's, that's why it's so important to make sure that the product you put out there is like ace. Mm. Otherwise you're, you're dead. That's what it all, it all comes down to like that, the product. Itself. Yeah. Like, but then again, I mean, I use the customer's not, you can't assume the customer's going to know, but or very, give a shit. no, very they, few people, people know. don't give a fuck about yeah. that. No, it's like, like you, you hope know. that they maybe come to this archive exhibition and like, and get a whole new perspective, but like, but they might that, just see the leather West yeah. and be like, this shit is fine. Yeah. yeah not everyone has, lives in New York. That yeah. Can do that. And yeah. like, this has zero to do with our legacy. We didn't make, yeah, yeah. we actually make, we made a leather shirt back in the eighties, I think. But, but anyway, I think it's also like, I, I mean, okay I draw, yeah. I draw inspiration from that, from that archive on a daily basis. Yeah. Uh, I spend like an hour in there every just, day and just, just like touching, touch touching, touching. Is that like your, it. is that like when you go like that Zen mode? Like that's where you like, just, it's like, also like, because nobody bothers me. <laughs> yeah. No one wants to go in the musty <laughs> no, old archive like, room. No, they actually refer it to as Stoffes archive. So it's, oh, okay. that's nice. This is an office. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wish. Yeah. Are there, okay. But on the flip side of the people that are only interested in like the new shit, are there like traditionalists, like heads that maybe like the hashtag menswear guys that like kind of hate what Gantt is about now and just really want like, you know, made in USA shirts and Madras and like the fucking old shit. Yes. Yeah, speaking haters. of. Do you have haters? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I, I'd rather that people hate it than, you know, not think anything about For it. For sure. Um, absolutely. Haters. So haters buy shirts too. Yeah. yeah. No, I think, I think marketers. those are, those are probably the guys that are hardest to please because it's always going to be the fucking nerds, you know? No, but I, I mean, I, I love nerds and I love the whole <laughs> kind of like IV traditionalist guys. Um, I still think it's fucking dope when you see somebody that could have been from the fifties in the street that just got their stuff put together so well, whether it's like all decked out in like J press vintage or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. How uh, but that's you, more, how stoked you that Avery might come through. Huh? That was a special quest from Lauren that uh, we invite Avery. Yeah, Avery I mean, Truffleman. I Miss Truffleman, Miss Truffleman, the best like last name in the world. I know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but and I, I never, <laughs> I actually never heard about her before. Uh, For the pod, you guys introduced. Oh, really? Me. Yeah. Damn, dude. So I started listening to her her podcast, like uh, Articles of Interest. I think yeah, it was. It's like seven, yeah, seven episodes. Just like, like would be pornography for someone like no, you. like me. Uh, I've gone through like two episodes. I'm going to listen to the rest on the back, uh, way back home. Um, but I think it's also like those, gar- those guys and those kind of like nerd level pro knowledge guys are always going to be the hardest to please because right. yeah. either you're J press or your Brooks brothers or, you know, or you're Gant, but don't evolve please. Right. Because you- you're going to fuck it all up. But you have to. And, and I think that it's more, Make the guys they, want, great again. they want, they want the brand frozen in, in Amber. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then it doesn't become fun to the rest of the 99% of yeah, the population. Fucking, so how you know, do you, shit. are you designing for them? Or are you just kind of like, look, they're going to fucking like, they, they have what they have. They love what they love. I think like, it's to me, it's more like you make sure that there is like a, a nice tweed jacket with a hooked bend and sure. like a three, two, a three, two roll and right. all that stuff. Because, you know, I want us to have like the best club laser in the collection, whether it's like cool or not right. at that, you know, particular time in, in fashion. So I think that, for us, it's more about, you know, always having those kind of like basis hard, basic hardcore pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They never sell though. Yeah. <laughs> so even though I love a good club laser, you know, we probably sell half the club lasers we did like back in 13. Sure. Uh, but, you know, I think it's important as a, if you want to be a, a an American sportswear brand with a legacy, you should have that stuff you in the collection. That stuff, yeah, that's fair. You got to uh, show up the foundation before yeah, you But like- also like coming back to the US and, and you know, we're an American sportswear brand, legacy, and not having those pieces in the collection would just be like moronic. But right. then you'd make them in a really nice silhouette. Yeah. You don't have to cater to 
you know, the the 65-year-old guy who hasn't changed his look since he was yeah. in, in college. But Did you see the like, one comment on um, the YouTube channel? It, <laughs> he somehow found the YouTube video early before we were promoting it. And he was definitely an older guy. And he was like, uh, very interesting video. Uh, this speaks to the heritage of Gantt and yet demarcates a new chapter in the brand's evolution. Exactly. Exactly. Very excited. Yeah. yeah. No, that's awesome. That was my burner account, dude. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, Wait, I think that's awesome. Is I, that like, a sweet spot, though? It's like, yo, you're satisfied. I think the that, old that is but perfect. Like, but that guy obviously has like, like a, a, an opinion. Peter, yeah. Bro. And it's like open to change and all that stuff. But it's also I uh, I've never met him, but I, I invited uh, Richard Press to the oh, event. Oh, shit. Um, I don't think that he could make it. Um, Dick Press. But it, it, yeah, Dick <laughs> Press. I think that that would have been so cool just to like meet him and say hi, because it's also like that history that we have together with Jay Press mm-hmm. being from New Haven and Marty and Elliot actually interned at the stock room at their, oh, uh, shit. you know, on York Street in the original Jay Press store. So, you know, Those that would have been cool. fucking deep. Yeah, yeah they do. Is there a moment, um, do you have a particular favorite moment from the Gant Rugger hashtag menswear era that like, Apart from going to Italy with you. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was the dinner that Lawrence. Uh, I was hammered fucking, and gave a speech that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is like, I can't unsee that thing. <laughs> By the way, real quick, this is the one comment on the YouTube. Truly a groundbreaking and vitalizing take on Gant's great and fascinating heritage, ushering in an even greater future. Wow, dude. Thank you, Roger Stromwald. <laughs> That's not a plant. That's real shit, dude. Yeah, so. That's awesome. Let's yeah. go, baby. Yeah. No, but I think it's like Rugger was fun. It was like. It me was and too, me. arguably too fun no it was i i mean we Lord, we you actually, a little blackout drunk at the dinner like everyone else was just like enjoying like, yeah, too fun for me yeah no but that was that was like a really nice moment though we had this dinner at this whiskey distillery and it was out in king's Rick, county king's county yeah uh where lawrence ended the the evening by by standing up and saying like thank you again fuck you pay me and i was very just like cool. i'm such an asshole dude very i'm cool. sorry man i'm you so were sorry. young you were young and there was like there was like editors there and they were just like what happened? Shocked and appalled. <laughs> uh, but that's what you get. But I think it's great. Um, no, but I think the whole kind of Gantt Rugger era, it was, it was different. It was like me and Fifi, shout mm-hmm. out Fifi. Shout out Fifi. Uh, we were like four people working on that collection. We did all the, you know, I, I looked at all the stores. We designed all the stores. Uh, it was like a little brand universe within Gantt. Mm-hmm. So, and that time will never come back uh, for better or worse. But I think it's also. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Yeah, but it's also like that. That stuff had its time, and I'm super, you know, privileged to be able to do something like that in my career. It. Nostalgia, yeah. you can't be addicted to that's lightning no, in a bottle, and it's right? Also it was like, time and place, lightning yeah. in a bottle. I'm fine. Yeah, but it was I a phenomenon to like talk about getting high in your own fucking supply. <laughs> it was a phenomenon for ten guys. Yeah, Let me exactly. have that, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think that whole kind of hashtag menswear era was like fun, and it's also like reading comments now and. You know, on Ivy style and going back and like reading old stuff. It was like, there was so much emotions and so much <laughs> opinions. Much, yeah. yeah. It's like, get a life. But, yes, it's like, sure. but we were also, did but me, 4,000 yeah. words on peak collars. Yeah. But it was also like WordPress and Tumblr and all that stuff. It was like, it was easier times, but yeah. I'm, I'm not sure it was better times, but it it's pretty, like, we didn't have blade. So we didn't no. have blade. Was it, was no, it we did not have blade. So there's that <laughs> right. to consider for sure. But uh, it's, you know, it's a new time, but I think we're, we're on to something with Gant the way that we're doing it now that feels like really fucking cool. It so feels like it, it truly feels like it's like on the precipice, on the cusp of yeah. like, yeah, just that hitting that tipping point. And a new yeah. chapter for sure. People yeah. just need to see it for themselves. Yeah, Roger yeah. Stromball was right. Brady. Yeah, dude. That really was, yo, just put that on the fucking Sh- front of the Shout out Big Rog, bro. <laughs> That's copy for the window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So you're the creative director of Gant. 
these days, I think something we can all agree on that is different from like the hashtag mentor errors. These days, everyone and their fucking mother thinks that they're a creative director. To their bio. What's something about being a creative director as an actual creative director (laughs) that might surprise people? I don't know. It's just a title, (laughs) but it's like, uh, no, but I think it's to me, I think it's more about, um, working very closely with brand and PR and marketing. I work as much with them as I do with our design teams. Mm -hmm. Uh, I need to put more focus on product because it's like, that's where I come from. Um, that's That's your background. Yeah. And, and, but I think the whole kind of conceptualizing, and creating a common vision uh, mm. between all the kind of stakeholders. God, I sound like such a yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Management hassle, but um, but it's, you said it, brother. But it's uh, so I. I think there's. Uh, I think there's more to it than people think. Uh, also, like a creative well, director. Like they think I mean, there's nothing to it. <laughs> uh, no, but I think it's also like there's creative directors and there's creative directors, and I think that a lot of people <laughs> true, think true. that I live in this like you know fantastic glamorous You're like yes no yes no yeah, no yeah, yes strong fits not so much that um, <laughs> yeah. but i have the best job in the world it's You're like the, but it's a real job this is the thing it's the best job in no, the world I, but it's a real yeah, fucking job I, I work my ass off yeah. um, it felt like i mean it felt like every team is just like by he's just like bidding for your time they're like we need we need you to sign off on this we need your opinion on this yeah. we need your, your advice or your like decisions on this i need facetime with yoda yeah, and then so we're I'm getting a, a an assistant or like Hell a coordinator, yeah. which is going to be amazing. Yeah. I'm going to share her with Mar with her global marketing director, which is going to be amazing because she wrote the job description and everything, and she's hiring herself or him. Um, oh, so the position has not been filled yet. No. How can people apply? Throw uh, they can. Christmas right now. They can. They can. They can. Oh, Stop damn. it. Stop it. Poughkeepsie. Poughkeepsie. <laughs> Uh, so that's going to be good to kind of, cause I spend like way too much doing shit that I shouldn't be doing. Right. Um, you need to delegate a bit. Yeah. But I also hate delegating and I hate like asking you, like, people need to for, do the thing yourself. I, I shouldn't, so but you're I a control freak. Sometimes. Yes. I, I, Depends. I'm much better at it now. Okay. I used to have my fingers in every like little cookie jar in the office and like, eh, what's this? And like, should that be blue or like, <laughs> change that button? I don't like to call these cookie jars, <laughs> yeah. but it's, um, so I'm much better at that and not trying to like control everything. And then I get like super mad when it doesn't end up the way mm-hmm. that I saw it, but nobody else cares about me or like, <laughs> but me it's like, right, you know, right, right. So you you're have in to, your own head a bit about yeah, it. it. Sounds like you got humble. I mean, which is, which is good. It's necessary. I think you have to be like, my wife always tells me that I should be a little bit more creative director. Uh, <laughs> like a diva or like, no, but like, you know, job, like if, if, honey. if people screw up, you know, you need to get angry or they will just like keep screwing up. Okay. Really? This, is a, um, this is a management style, but it's like, but, but I, I don't, I don't know, but I don't Do really, get angry? I don't really have it in me. I actually honestly believe that if you're like respectful and like super nice to people, you're, it's going to come around. Believe they call that the golden rule. Treat people the way they want to be treated. Yeah. God said that. Right. Or treat people the way you want to be treated. But it's, uh, but (laughs) one for two, but it's also like sometimes when, when you're not, when you don't get like pissed off sometimes, uh, People also think that like, yeah, it's, it's cool. Didn't even get angry. So. Right. Know. Yeah. Oh, I can get away with but this. It's, um, yeah. What's, walk what's, all over this fucking guy. Yeah. What's been like the single biggest fuck up in your career that, Ooh. that maybe has turned into like a lesson for yourself. Ooh. Oh uh, my God. If I you had to pick just one. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. Since Poughkeepsie coming. <laughs> have I, have I fucked up like really badly? Yeah. 
There must have been. That must have been. That must have been like way back. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I threw some after parties in the store that I worked at. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> but I was like, oh, man, I was like, my own heart. I was like twenty-one. Okay. And invited like a bunch of like guys and girls over to the store and kind of we had a lock-in party and you know <laughs> a what? I was like just locked the doors and like brought no out, one's like, leaving until it's all everything here on the table's gone. Yeah. yeah. Wait, but what I, brand I, were you working for at that time? Was that H&M? H&M? No, no, I no no I was working at a at a denim store in okay. Stockholm called Solo. But um I don't think I have I did you get did you get fired for that? Very close. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So was less still okay. skated. He still skated. That's less like all right, uh maybe we'll party at the bar. The I store. was also the only one with keys to the store and this was a Friday night. So when we all or like me and some other people woke up in the, in the stock room oh on Saturday at like 10 people were outside, like banging on the I door. I need my jeans. <laughs> I, I need diesel jeans, man. Um, I'm trying to show my look. I'm trying to show my cum gutters. We, we were smoking on that Indigo pack last yeah. night. Dude, give me a second. Uh, smoking sour diesel. <laughs> but it's, uh, I, I probably have like made a lot of like fucking mistakes, but none that like risk my career or sure. anything like that. But is it like, did you deviate too far? Did you try to like go too experimental when like, I don't know, putting together a collection and the brain is like, yo, yo, like you got to stick nah. to the fuck cohesive vision. You've yeah. always kind of people trust like, you. Uh, it's also <laughs> like, I'm, it, kept it on the fairway. Yeah, I think so. What's inspiring? Is that a golf reference? Yeah, I think so. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> what, okay. So as a creative director, like what are you looking at right now? That's really inspiring you besides edgy Albert. Um, I think I'm trying to find somewhere in between everything that's happening. Um, fashion right now is very kind of. Yeah, what the fuck? Uh, all over the place. Um, there's a lot of like weird stuff happening out there at the same time, which is fun. Right. It's really fun to watch. Um, it's not for you personally. Or for the brand. I mean, yeah. I think also for me, who kind of like lived through the Y2K era and hated it back then <laughs> as well, because I thought it was like tacky and not tasteful. Damn. Uh, it didn't stop this- you from selling diesel jeans though. No, Morpheus but Diesel, on that but, ass, dude. Right, exactly. But Diesel wasn't as tacky back then as like, <laughs> I mean, I think he's done a, like Glenn Martin has done a True. outstanding job legend. with it. Young um, legend. You ever party with uh, Renzo? I met Renzo once at the aforementioned store where I made a fatal mistake. Uh, <laughs> he and- uh, Was he at the party? Yeah, was he chilling? <laughs> no. Did he wake up in the stock room? No, he came in. Uh, he looked like a- such a cool dude and he and like then we were like, like he was god back then mm. basically the first kind of time diesel kind of really made it big time and he was working together with Johan Lin the boy who was like yeah. running all the marketing mm. stuff and Johan and, and Renzo came into the store and we were like oh my god this Renzo Russell right there and he was wearing like vintage 501s oh sick and I was like you're not wearing diesel he's like no but you know <laughs> Levi's is Levi's eh? <laughs> he's right and dude. I was like respect I thought that that was so cool that's cool Shout out Renzo, dude. Right. So now I think to me, it's like trying to navigate what's happening right now. I think a lot of brands are, are doing like fantastic stuff and like couture is really fun to follow. And, you know, Tom Brown, I always like think mm. is super interesting. He's kind of like doing his thing when everybody else is like doing weird stuff. Talk about consistency. Yeah. It's consistent, but weird. But and, and then his stuff is like, he's the one. Dog he's the mix. only one who kept the silhouette basically from 2006 yeah, to, to today, which I think is super cool. Um, and then I love the row. I think the row are mm. amazing. Jungle I was so glad they kind of introduced a little pop of color oh, yeah, last yeah, fall. Right. Um, so I think their whole thing is like super interesting to follow because they're making like seriously good, like American sports where premium kind of at the highest level. Yeah. At the highest level. 
I think um, Emily on Door is doing super nice right. stuff, shout but it's also like, it's Ted. just like nice stuff that I want to buy. Yeah. What about and, outside um, of fashion and outside of like other clothing brands? Is any, are you looking at anything like, I don't know, fucking movie wise or just like, I mean, really move, tickling I, your pickle? I, I, like right now, all I want to do is like move to Montana. Uh, Are you watching Yellowstone? And, yeah. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Fiercely watching Yellowstone right now. Uh, I totally slept on that series and I, yeah. because I see everything Christoph pretty much. Dutton. Mr. Dutton. <laughs> Get. Get. But you got the fucking, you got, the, you just need a cowboy yeah. hat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's and a Ford F-150. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But You're I think it's also like, that I, you know, everybody's like, yeah, the new luxury is like not being connected and stuff like that. But I think it's. not fuck that. Um, like it, nothing would work. Uh, but, <laughs> but it's also like, for me, I think it's more getting away from everything and like spending time in the kitchen or in the garden right. mm. and just like, you know, getting back to basics and, and not giving a fuck yeah. about right. the Absolutely. stuff that's going on. And then, uh, so I actually don't, I mean, I, I, I keep track of everything that happens, I think. And like, but it's also like, it's impossible to keep track of everything, but I have a fantastic team that are. They keep keeping well track of absolutely everything. And your daughter too is like, dad, check out this new, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Swedish without rapper. her, no blade collab. So, exactly, <laughs> yeah. dude. uh, she's no, but the, it's interesting because the, both my, my 19 year old and my 21 year old are, they're so well informed mm -hmm. about what's going on and, you know, uh, TikTok and all that stuff and all these different platforms. They're about to, they're about to see you on TikTok for the yeah. first time. Yeah. That would be shout out. out. <laughs> yeah. You know, I hope you, I'm sorry. I'm page. sorry. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so I think it's more finding that calm yeah. and, and also like being confident enough to believe in what we're doing right now is, is the right way and stay on that like righteous yeah. path. Don't jump the queue. No, yeah. don't jump. The Whether queue. you're connected or not. One thing that seemed seemingly is unavoidable right now is the Pharrell hire at Louis Vuitton. Yeah. You, know, you like joke that you're like, Oh, I have thoughts, but I don't have thoughts, but we know you have thoughts. So what do you think of that as a, hire as a fellow creative director? Yeah. I think your it, brethren, I think it's welcome um, to the club P I think it's such a smart move. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that he, you know, for like who would want to follow in, you know, after a blow, like, yeah. I, like I'd rather big shoes to fill yeah. super big shoes to fill. And I think what, you know, if, if he wouldn't have passed away, I think that he would have stayed with Vuitton for a very long He's time, which it. would have been super interesting to see and like how that would have matured into something a little bit more consistent and kind of um, classic. Mm. But I think Pharrell is a, I think Pharrell is a, is a genius move. Um, I, I didn't think about him, right. to be honest. That's what anyone Same thing, yeah. Uh, but then when it, when it came out and it just like blew up and I think everybody was like, of course. Yeah. Of course it makes total sense. And he seems to be such a genuinely nice person. Um, say, I feel like. And I saw this uh, video with him a couple of years ago when he was at a music school and kind of giving notes to um, um, uh, artists. And this, what's her name? Margot. Maggie Rogers. Maggie, Ma Maggie Rogers. And that was like, I just want to like, be best friends with this guy. Yeah. yeah. He was like so humble and mm -hmm. so. He cried. Yeah. I mean, real who, humble genius. I mean, who wouldn't? It's yeah. like that song was like insane. Um, so I think that that kind of attitude towards his, his talent and, and like the network he has is so of course like insane and like the connection and stuff like that. So it's going to be super interesting. I'm normally not that like, Oh wow, this is happening in the fashion world, but I'm, I'm super excited to see what, what he will do with uh, Louis Vuitton. We were saying that, I mean, kind of going back to, 
you know, your, how you take on the role of creative director. And we were literally citing you as kind of like an example where creative director means many things. Yeah. It can mean that you are fully tapped in with the design teams and you are like in the fucking design trenches, mm. touching cloth, or it feels like more on the frill side. It's kind of like the, the higher level, like vibes where it's like, you know, more I think directional. He, he's, he's not designing anything necessarily. He has design teams in place that are just doing it for him. Right. Yeah. I think, I mean, of course, but I think he's going to be, down and dirty with oh, hands on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no. I mean, he, in the, how in long has how long has he been doing Billionaires Boys Club? It's like a long time. Uh, yeah, long time. shit. Yeah, you think like, he's gonna throw in the white coat? <laughs> don't know, um, <laughs> but I think no. I think that he's definitely gonna get into product. I think he loves product. He clearly. I think he seems like a, a nerd stuff. about that yeah. shit for sure. Yeah. Um, do you own any Louis? Huh? Do you own any Louis, or you don't? Because you never worked there. <laughs> I never worked there, so I don't buy their stuff. Uh, Perfect excuse. No, I have some. <laughs> I have. I have a. I have a weekend bag that I bought like ten years ago from Saint Laurent, which is like super classic black leather weekend bag that that's been my travel companion for a very long time. Um, is that but when apart, Slamane was there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think it's like twelve years old or something. Um, but apart from that, I don't really buy that much luxury stuff what about other brands besides gant and brands that you work for like what's most represented in your closet beyond yeah what's on your resume uh oh god nothing yeah. really it's all just shit no i have i have some piece, i have some H&M. i have some shirts from oral legache shout, shout out Joachim and christopher um, sweet, no they they do great stuff um what else do i have like I'm really boring from like a closet perspective. Um, You're a maker. I'm a maker. Yeah. Um, Not what a else? necessarily. <laughs> I mean, I have tons of like really good like footwear that I haven't worn in in years. Down like in Aldens or Church. Yeah, exactly. Or, and okay. like you know all that Bring stuff. It back, baby. Yeah. Um, Put the uh, three stripes on ice for a bit. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Bring, out, Bring out some long wings. And what else? I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't shop that much. You shop for the archive. Yeah, I do. That's is there, and then I so buy the like old, goes. like weird vintage stuff that I never wear. That I just like this might come in handy. <laughs> and like the collection, whatever lie will, you need to tell yourself to yeah, just but it, it, raw it, denim apron. Yeah, exactly. But I, but I still, you know, I, I can't resist the urge of like buying like vintage denim. Still, like yeah. if I find a pair of like really nice pair of five hundred ones, of course, even if they're like not even my size, I can't, it's like, can't I can't, you gotta no, go. I can't. It's, it's a compulsion. Like, yeah. After this podcast, we're going to send you to a store nearby. 10 feet has, single. No, uh, Chickies, which has like a dedicated Levi's rack. 10 foot single is crazy. And like, you should obviously. Yeah. 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 No, I go That's there all cool the time. Thing. Yeah. Um, but we'll send you what is it called? Chickies? Chickies, Chickies yeah, vintage. We'll they have a new coming up. Store. Yeah. Do you, okay. So it sounds like, yeah, the most, most of the shopping you do is for building out the, the ever, the infinite, the Sisyphean task of building out the Gantt archive, <laughs> yeah. right? Is that like an infinite project? Yeah. What's the one grail you're still hunting for? The white whale to your Captain Ahab? Um, well, I found that L.L. Bean shirt. That was pretty. Is that, that was, the most you've ever spent to acquire a piece for yeah, the Gantt Yeah, that's the most I've spent How much was on it? a single shirt. I think I paid like five fifty for that one. Oh, nothing crazy. Nothing, nothing that guy crazy. knew what he had. Normally, like, you yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, he who just has no idea. Yeah, yeah, no, he was just like, I got something. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be. Wait, did he reach out to you? Yeah. Okay. But I think so I, I yeah, I bought some other stuff from him before. Right. Um, so, fellas, go into your uh, dad's or grandpappy's fucking old John's boxes. And if you find some old Gantt, 
Yeah, and I and sure it's funny because now I control the prices. Oh yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, it's like because it's not a one man market. Yeah, yeah really. it's a one man market. But no, it's, but it's also like interesting because when I started buying stuff, nobody else was buying vintage right. can stuff. Um, but now it's so yeah. I mean, I think vintage in general has gone up crazy over the past yeah. ten years. But then back then I paid like five or ten bucks for shirt, and now. You know, I pay anything from 50 to, you know, 250 for, for good pieces. Can you explain the significance of that LL Bean Grail so that people like, we, yeah, you so gave we, us the spiel. Yeah, so so back in the day, we we uh, we produced shirts for other brands. We were, even after the fact that we became our own brand in 49, we still continued to kind of subcontract for other brands Private and produce. Business, yeah. yeah. Um, and most of those pieces have... Uh, well, for most of the private stuff was done for other stores where it was like a co-branded label. So it, it said like J press, uh, not J press, but, uh, Yale co-op. Yale Yale co-op. co-op. So hamburgers, every, hamburgers. <laughs> so like every store we were into, it All says stores. it has the yeah. store store name. Uh, but then I knew that we were producing shirts for, for Manhattan, uh, for LL Bean, but I, I didn't have uh, a shirt in the archive with just like another brand in the neck and then the little stamp from Gant on the front hem. So, so when I found that LL Bean shirt, that was like, I wanted to like shout it from the <laughs> top of a roof to the world. Nobody cares, but yeah, right. yeah. like, look, mom. Um, but, and then there <laughs> are some like, like the early pieces that we're all showcasing down on, on Mulberry street. Um, like from, from the really early years. So those are also like really precious because right. there's like only a handful of them in the archives. So. And everyone at home can see all the shit. Yes, Fucking they can. This week, one weekend come only. through. Is there is there a piece that has still eluded you though? That you're still. I mean, down? there's. I mean, there's so much that we don't know from like the early years. Still, um, talk about it like an archaeologist. <laughs> yeah, but it, yeah, exactly. Indiana Jones no, over here. Yeah. John, no, Indiana Jones. Indiana Woo! Jones. That's a new one. But um, so. no, so it's like <laughs> it's also like sometimes I still stumble across stuff that is uh, just like for me that is like crazy like these uh all over pattern canvas shirt from the yale co-op store that's like a co-branded shirt that i never even knew existed right uh and then what i'm what i'm what is weird is that i'm actually missing are some really really early just like solid oxfords because we didn't like really do blue white and, and pink and yellow in the very first years uh, we did but we didn't sell a lot of it so it's not mm. a lot of them out there so that's always like, mm. I'm always on the lookout for that. So again, if you find yeah. some, it's DM this man. Yeah. DM this man. Between Margot Robbie and Blade, maybe he'll see it. <laughs> right. Uh, and you will get handsomely rewarded. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We now know what the going rate is. Yeah, that's yeah. not going to happen. You showed your hand. Yeah. Uh, Stove. So we've talked about kind of like not just Gantt, um, season one, season two, but also all the other places you worked at, NN07, Frame uh, Denim, Denim H&M. H&M. I mean, the, the resume is illustrious and chock full of brands that are just alongside Gantt, just giants in the space. But have you ever, and you kind of talked about like working at like more startup-y small places, but have you ever thought about launching your own shit? Um, many times. Oh, but yeah. then again, yeah, no, I think, you know, I think it's everybody who's working with, with this at one point or another, like dream of like, you know, I just want to do my own thing yeah, and stuff like that. But tape. I think, yeah, I think I've, I've came to the conclusion. And I think that's also why I'm back at Gantt and where I love Gantt so much as a brand is like, it's pretty much like designing for myself. Cause I, mm. you know, it's just like stuff that I would wear and, you know, kind of love. Um, so I don't, I don't feel any creative need to kind of express myself in a different way than sure. I'm doing right now. Cause you're already doing it. Yeah. 
That's awesome. Um, great to hear. To but it's, uh, but then of course it would be, it would be fun. Uh, but I think I put those plans aside for a very long time now. And then I'm probably, you know, expensive. Yeah. And you got kids, you got mouths to feed. Yeah. But it's also like, I, I don't think that getting like investment on board is going to be the hard part. I think the hard part <laughs> Dude, is going to fucking flex. <laughs> no, but I think it's going like, to be the hardest part. I think the hardest part is like, um, like, well, first of all, why would anybody? It's like, who cares? Another <laughs> brand out there. It's like, do we need I it? Mean, it's like, that's on you, dog. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it has your name on it, I think people would at least like take yeah, a second I think look. Again, it's a bit more powerful. That's true. Than <laughs> That's true too. But it, but it's uh, no. So I don't really. If there's anything that I'm going to do, like when I stop working for Gant, which I hope is like a very long time away, is like open we'll up see, a we'll small, a small kind of uh, hotel down in south of Italy. And, oh yeah? yeah, that's the dream. Yeah. Would you be in the? Would you be in the kitchen? Yeah, I would probably be in the kitchen, and just like burning shit yeah no and <laughs> just like you know five chickens. rooms extremely high level right. of everything um serving up some really good classic food and just like watching people enjoy themselves so, so there's like invite a, us when the press trip comes around i can't dogs. afford it it's like <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be so expensive <laughs> no but it's like i think i've had that dream for such a long time but it's also like something you do when the kids are a little, yeah, a little yeah. bit more grown up yeah. and you have a, now i started over again with flora and mm -hmm. you know so it's like well, if that's the future, I want to look at the past for a quick second. What's like a personal style phase you've gone through that looking back with the courtesy of hindsight, the privilege of hindsight, you now regret the most? You mentioned living through Y2K and being like, I hate this. But shit. like not necessarily falling <laughs> yeah. prey to that. But like what? Yeah. Well, no, I, I have photos. Like, no, what, I what's have, the most embarrassing? <laughs> I, you know, I stitch up a pair of my own pants when I was like in sixth grade. They were horrible um, <laughs> I mean, give yourself a break you're 12 years old yeah, like yeah but it's uh but apart child. from that i have like i i also i never kind of ventured into like weird fashion stuff i was wearing like really tight t-shirts at a point when i what? shouldn't have okay like during the whole like kind of grunge era and i was like oh, wearing shit. like tight like a washed out nirvana t-shirt and people were like dude that's not a good look for you <laughs> Um, Fuck. And I had hair Those like. Too real. You'd you know, hair down to your ass? Yeah. yeah was what? Like, thumb oh. rings, the works. But it's. Um, <laughs> so that back. whole kind of grunge thing. But, you know, it's better. Like, you know, each each thing has its time. So I, I don't yeah. regret yeah, anything. So you're a really. product of the times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see pigs with hair down to your ass. I know. Yeah. No, I had really long hair. Fucking Rapunzel over Bring here, dude. No. <laughs> Good hair. <laughs> still, you have great hair still. Let's yeah. be real. You got the cabbages flowing. Thank you. What are some of your top style tips for the fellow short kings out there that are listening? What are you talking about? <laughs> this is always just a, this is seriously question we get where it's like vertically challenged. Yeah, yeah vertically uh -huh. challenged. Um, I think it's just like make sure that <laughs> it, grow your hair out. Yeah, yeah, grow your hair out. Look good. Uh, get fit. Um, I don't know. It's always for me, it's like I can't wear like the oversized pants and stuff. I just look like a fucking right. idiot. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's just like but like with everything else, it's, you know, wear clothes that fits your body type and like mm -hmm. make sure that, you know, you buy the right size. Get a tailor. Get a tailor. That goes for everything, um, no matter what, yeah. no matter what your body looks like. That's universal um, for sure. Yeah. And of course, I mean, that's why models are models because, you know, you, you <laughs> walk everything. Yeah, exactly. Everything looks great on them. Sentient racks. <laughs> uh, but it's also like, you know. I've been wearing pretty much the same stuff since, yeah, right. you know, you learn forever. what works for you and you're just like, all right, yeah. let's and it's dig also, in our heels. Yeah. And you can, you can immediately tell when somebody's like dressed up, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. and stuff that might be, you know, the fad of the season, but like, dude, 
like don't what was when was all those dick riders when was um, last time you dick rode a trend <laughs> i haven't ever i don't know have i yeah, it would have been those tight T-shirts during yeah. like <laughs> damn. So you've uh, been you've been clean from since, dick riding since, for yeah. a couple since, decades since Clinton. Yeah, yeah. dude, a couple administrations ago. Let's see. Uh, there's a couple of leather pants that I'm <laughs> trying on. Oh yeah, that, yeah, that might get on. I love a man in leather. Yeah. yeah, that's funny because like Lawrence is quoting my, your my wife. Like, sorry, honey, I'm gonna mention this, but she <laughs> she really doesn't like when I try to be a like fashion. She's like, dude, you got your style. You're 50. Right, like, stick with it. Don't do fashion. And, but we made these like really, really good black leather kind of five pockets, but in leather yeah. that are like so nice. Uh, and they look amazing on everybody. Like they're and, basically black jeans, but right. Leather. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, this is me when I'm fashion. Yeah. So, uh, so I took them to the tailor and I had them like did some alterations, threw them on and I'm like, yeah, this will work. Yeah. That, that might be one of those things that I regret. Like, oh, if they're, so, they're, you know, but also the rock star you're looking, skinnies. You're looking at the moment, right? Make them yeah. assless and you can be, yeah. go up to Yellowstone. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. Uh, well, uh, in that same article where you discovered Edgy Albert, Lawrence is quoted in the paper record, the New York Times, as just loving the idea of a man in leather. Love, and I, I love the idea of it. Well, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a slave to the leather daddies. Dude. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nobody died from a bit of leather. No, that's, at all. that's except, a fucking bar. Except for the cow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next. Besides well, the speaking bovines. of dead cows, I think that one of my favorite, uh, and I think it really like a people love it when you just like document your whole fucking like cooking journey right on IG and like really taking everyone from like start to finish with like some fucking ambitious complex meal you're doing. What's your go-to meal to cook in the kitchen? My go-to meal meal or dish. Can like, I be what's boring like and say pasta? Oh yeah. And what do you do with the pasta? Fresh. What are you doing right now? Uh, I mean the, the kind of go-to thing if like I work late and get home late and you know, I'll just do like um, pasta pomodoro. Oh yeah, and, yeah. But fresh pasta and yeah. I mean, the garden. To be honest, like fresh pasta is a little bit overrated. I Whoa, think. Oh really? I think if, I love fresh pasta. I, no, I mean, wasn't you made fresh pasta once? Never. I'm saying exactly. when I, I want to eat it, bro. I mean, it depends. It. Like if I make ravioli and then I, of right. course, then I would make a, a fresh pasta. But it's also like when you when you do something that's like really saucy and you know you want it to you get a, a good kind of. Um, Trafilato al bronzo. I don't know what it's like. Um, Over my head. It's yeah. uh, no, but it sounds you, sexual. You you push the pasta dough out through a bronze mold. Okay. Uh, so the texture of uh, the surface of the pasta gets like a little bit um, crinkly. Oh, no, it gets sauce like really, receptacles. Yeah, exactly. So crater like like pimply. Yeah. So I would say that like a a, a really good quality dry pasta that you need to boil for like twelve minutes is like. Every bit as good as a as a fresh Soft pasta. Okay. Sorry, um, and then just do like a really good uh, pomodoro. What about like if we're coming over? Sauce. If we're coming over for uh, dinner at, at uh, Shea Baston, what are you going to chef up for us? Uh, burgers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, those burgers so. we had for lunch were from yeah. Favo. Yeah, yeah, they're really good. Would you make? Do you do a smash burger? What's your like, yeah, thick cut? I would, yeah, I would do a smash burger. Like maybe fry them up with some onions and mustard mm. and stuff like that. Fuck Speaking yeah. of Mott's burger style. <laughs> Speaking of smashing, it's time to move into the next segment of the podcast. Which is <sighs> putting on your chef's hat once again for one second. Uh, what's the best meal to cook on a third date when you're trying to seal the deal and beat cheeks? What should the fellas out there listening? Oh God, lobster rolls. Oh, lobster rolls. That's yeah, kind of yeah. fresh and fun. 
with mayo or with butter? Yeah. Hot or cold? Uh, do I need to choose? Well, in America, there's two styles. Right. There's you do it either with the melted and butter mayo. and yeah. yeah I, I mean, I Mayonnaise. would, cause I would, I always like toss the, the, the Salad. meat with a little bit of mayo to keep it together. Mm. And then. Binder. Yeah, exactly. And then I would just like brush the, the toasted buns with a bit of butter oh, on the so outside. Having it all. Oh. Yeah. I mean. Oh dude. Having your, getting laid off that. Having right. your roll and eating pussy too. Woo. <laughs> I can Cole keeps it. Yeah, I you can, can say, say it. it. You can uh, say it. You want. And, it's his show. And then it's, Wait to hear uh, the next question. <laughs> exactly. And then, you know, you, you know, stay cool on the celery and. Mm-hmm. Light on the know, onion? Light. I don't use onions. Really? No. Dill? Dill. Uh, no. Really? No. <laughs> Mayo. That's lobster, it? like the best lobster you can find. Right. A little bit of mayo, a little bit of Less celery, more, celery stock, like finely, finely, finely chopped. Um, a little bit of Tabasco sauce mm. and just like use the mayo just as a binder, just like fucking stuff that bun. And you need to get oh, yeah. New England oh, style. Yeah. What's it called? New England style. Mm, top something buns. Oh, okay. I don't know. They but come like in a pack and they're like, bun? yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or a brioche. Okay. Mm, anything uh, works. Yeah, yeah. But that's a good Especially third date. It's like if you want to like the dress her. Or honestly, We've asked this question before. No one's ever said that. That I think is a great one. Well, seafood is always just sexy. Yeah. Yeah. It's an aphrodisiac. Yeah. Um, okay. Moving on. Gant's roots are all about just like getting big fits off on campus. Mm. Right. Um, so is it fair to say <laughs> that this brand was actually born out of the desire to get pussy? Uh, on the record, of course. On the record. <laughs> Feels like it, right? Uh, no, I don't Could think we make so. That, but you can see how we would make that inference, right? Because if I'm like a 19-year-old horn dog mm. heading out <laughs> to play some fucking hacky sack on the quad. Yeah, for the like the, the the consumers that would buy into it, absolutely. Yeah. But even like yeah, a lot of sure. the old ads that I believe you can hopefully they clear through custom and you can see them at the you know the exhibition that we saw. Yeah, but that was like, yeah, but that was later much. though. Yeah, but that was later. Yeah, that was like the okay. 70s. But there was this masculine pussy getting energy about the brand. It was, but, it was a different time. It was, it was a different, different time yeah. when you could kind of just put it out there. Like smoke sags in ads. Yeah, yeah, those were the days. No, but I think you know it, it's yeah. I don't I know. Mean, I mean, I mean it went, it's well, dressing to impress, right? First of all, all brands are born out of the desire to get pussy, right? All men's wear brands. Let's be <laughs> pretty much, yeah. But it's also like looking at those, like at the, like the high, the heydays of of that kind of casual Ivy look from like the beginning of the '60s, and you know, let's use take Ivy as a reference. The yeah. book, uh, those guys still like, I I still can't imagine any style that looks mm. that looks better oh it, yeah it is like that's your favorite it's effortless it's yeah. like fucking it's those guys see fucking fucking for yeah. sure they look yeah. good they look great yeah yeah uh christopher how much money do you make uh <laughs> poughkeepsie <laughs> not enough <laughs> Too much? are you fairly compensated you overpaid or underpaid? <laughs> <laughs> oh, i i make i do okay yeah yeah, yeah. okay what do you like to spend? I don't on? make Pharrell money. No, right. well, you don't. Not I don't deserve good. it either. But yeah. no, I'm I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> uh, you didn't produce grinding, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, what do you Bing. like to spend your hard-earned money on? Because you're not a big shopper. For no, clothes. I. So where's um, the where's the best garden appliances like tools? Yeah. Uh, hardware for the kitchen. Mm. Um, I like to splurge on vacations. Yeah. Um, I like to buy, buy presents for my wife. Where's your next vacation? Uh, we're going to Mallorca for two weeks in the summer. Um, we were in Norway now in the Norwegian Alps, so to speak. 
for a long weekend. That was amazing. Um, Snowboarding? Yeah, a little bit of skiing. I haven't been on skis in like 10 years, but yeah, I managed to get down the slope. I think there's- Congrats. Yeah, thank you. We're so so proud of you. Proud of you do the work. Um, And then- French fried pizza. And then, uh, what was the question? Just uh, what do you like to spend your money on? Yeah. Gifts for the wife. Vacate food, gifts for the family. Um, I mean, I have a house that's like shoving people, like money into an open fire. It's (laughs) insanely expensive. Money pit. Um, but yeah, no, I, and it's like, I don't really have any really kind of excessive habits that I spend money on. Well, yeah, you're a good, like food, uh, frugal Scandinavian. What's the, been the most expensive kitchen buy? Uh, my stove top. Yeah. yeah. Is it, is it like chef level? Viking? Uh, no, it's not a Viking. Um, it's, a I mean, you know, Viking. it's a Lacanche. It's a no, it's like, it's a, it's so a Lacanche. It was like a, the equivalent of like a small car. Oh shit. That was, yeah. uh, oh. but I love that stove. Right. I like, I, I love that stove. Yeah. Have you spent more money in your lifetime on clothes or on the kitchen? Oh, on the kitchen. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like easy. Yeah. Damn, yeah, yeah, yeah. You really got to have us over next time we come. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, real quick. I want to just throw in a little ad lib here. Cause I kind of, we mentioned him earlier. Would you say that you are more successful and more well-to-do than your famous Hollywood producer brother? <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. No, but it's like so different. Um, it's. But, he works well, on Bosch, right? That's it. Yeah. He, that's his show. Um, <laughs> Yo, shout he, out fucking Bosch, dude. But Henrik, my older brother, Henrik Bosch, Henrik Bosch, Henrik Bastin, he actually, <laughs> he actually named his oldest son, Harry after, oh, after, after Bosch. the show. Yeah. So he's a, he's a diehard. Yo, Bosch that Bosch money long, dude. Yeah. No, but he's <laughs> like, he, he has, what he's done is like, I'm, I've always been like really impressed with him. I mean, he's my older brother, so that goes without saying, but it's mm-hmm. also like the way that he kind of, he barely finished school and just like did his thing and built everything Boot from straps. scratch. Mindset. Yeah. Uh, so he's like a self-made, just like demon producer in Hollywood now, which is like, well, <laughs> awesome. Hopefully so, he's not a, one of those Hollywood actual, actual demons. Demon. But, no, know. no, no. He's just like, he's no, a and, beast. He's no. A beast. And he, the, the cool thing about him is like, he does not give a fuck. Right. Mm. He, he can't stand going to social functions. He cares, oh, he's like a Hollywood fucking. Uh, as far away as you can possibly who has, come. Who has better personal style? Uh, me, a hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Right. Well, what, which job do your parents think is uh, more fake, a Hollywood producer or creative I, director? I don't think that I, I think they, they kind of grasp what I do a little bit. <laughs> they can uh, wear what you, yeah, yeah. My, da- my, my dad's first comment when I started working for Gantt was like, no, 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 don't, don't, don't fuck up that brand. <laughs> Cause he, Thanks, he was dad. like, yeah. yeah. Wow. What a vote of confidence. But, uh, no, it's my, and, and like back in, in the day when I started, so he's like, got like, He's got a lifetime supply of Gantt charts at home that he's still like unpacking, I think. Mm. Um, so they kind of get what I do. They, they get what my brother does. Mm. Um, and, but my brother's been in, in, in LA, LA now for, for like 12 years. Uh, shout out, bro. <laughs> so I, I actually really like miss him mm-hmm. uh, and his family. Uh, I don't get to see him that often. Tell him to they, come through to the exhibition this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take the PJ. No, he's yeah. busy being jet. up in his co- like uh, cabin in Palomar, you know, oh, in wow. the middle of nowhere. That's where he yeah, like spends his time like of. shooting stuff. Yeah, everyone at home, just look up uh, his older brother on IMDb. Yeah. All right, Christopher, uh, we want to thank you for coming on to the yeah, only podcast. The best, Before we get you out of here and back to 240 Mulberry Street, where you can see the exhibition from this Thursday, the 23rd of February through Sunday, the 26th of February. 
and maybe you got some some uh, shirts you got to steam yeah. or some fucking racks you got to build. We Do would I love am. to offer up some constructive criticism because while you are killing it at Gantt, both from a numbers and just like pers- perspective, theoretical aspect, we'd love to see you do even better. Thank you. So we're going <laughs> to offer up some constructive criticism. Take it or leave it. Hit how's, me. how's Jesse take Hit it? Hit me. Yeah. Um, so the, the fruits of our labors are being birthed this weekend and also last week when that video came out yep. of our time together spent in Stockholm over the course of like two or three days in Paris. Uh, that was fucking awesome. We the love it there. Time. Your hospitality was off the charts. It didn't even feel like work. It was so much fun just walking through the archive. Shout out to that being said, uh, the weather fucking sucked. Yeah. Yep. It getting dark at 2 p.m. was a real fucking bummer. Yeah, I can see why all these Swedes kill themselves. You Next know. time, it's fly us out to Stockholm in the summer. Yeah, dude. So we can hang out until fucking midnight and maybe had put a flower crown on and throw an old guy off a cliff or something. Drink on the water. Midsummer. Midsummer. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. It's no, I I I really I like love Sweden. Uh I, I don't think I'm ever gonna leave Sweden. It's the best. But I just hate it between October and February. It's mm. the worst. Yeah. Yeah. It's horrible. It's a tough season. Uh, Come in May. May, 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 June is, yeah. May is a good time. I was there in August once. It was even like a little chilly in August. Yeah, August is yeah, maybe it's September, like, I don't know. Uh, could you could you at least fly us to Paris for the, the <laughs> culmination of this exit travel no. expedition? No, no, yeah, of course we'll fly you anywhere. Yes. First class, baby. I believe we were told like we got to see how it goes. Yeah, so we got to. So everyone gonna, come out. Yeah, so that the boys yeah. Can show fly up. To Paris and we April. get a free Pull fucking up. trip. Dude. Pull up, Eleanor. Yeah, yeah, Eleanor. Please, <laughs> please, Eleanor. Um, we've talked a lot about your strategy in securing ambassadors via DMs and the like. <laughs> Um, nice strategy. Can, the next—that's the only strategy, to be honest. Uh, the next time that you DM Blade, can you get him on the pod? Can you ask him? Do you have his number? Can you hit him up? Can you finesse us? Yeah, I got him. On a million. Train? I got his number. You yeah. got his number? Yeah. You got oh, number? that's right. We got the fucking agent on there. Yeah. You think? Yeah. Do you think Blade would have a good time on the show? Nah. No. No. Of course he <laughs> would. I don't even know. Oh, like, is that Swedish for yes or no? I'll uh, oh. check. Yeah, we're, we're not like friends or anything, but yeah, yeah but like, I'll you connect know, there's you. A, there's a mutual respect That's, there for sure. That yeah. is all we could ever hope for, Christopher. Where can the kids follow you? What do you want to plug? Uh, Where can they follow you? What like me? Uh, yeah, what are you? No, follow Gant. Follow Gant. Gant. At Gant. What's your personal IG? At Christopher Baston. Christopher Baston. I mean, we'll tag you all. Follow Gant on good. IG. Follow mm-hmm. Gant on TikTok. Engage with our spawn. Yeah, con. we're on TikTok. Yeah, like and comment on the spawn con. Yeah. Um, Come through. Should people come through to the exhibition this weekend or no? Yeah, absolutely. 240 Mulberry. <laughs> 240 February Mulberry. February 23rd to 26th. Across the street from the Ruby Rosa. hours of the... Uh, it was like yeah, we, 11 we to oh, okay. 7. It's fucking ish. brand activation hours. That's yeah. What yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Christopher, um, thank you for coming out. Thank you for so having me. This has Long been Long time fun. coming. Yeah. Jeff, yeah. take us out. Yeah.